Hey there listeners, as I celebrate another trip around the sun, I want to show my gratitude for your incredible support. What a better way to do that than with a special contest just for you. What's up for grabs, you ask? Powerful quantum healing hypnosis session that could lead you on a transformative journey within yourself. Here's how to enter. Simply leave a review, listen to an episode, and leave a review on Spotify or Apple podcast platform and then screenshot the review. Email or Instagram me. Send the screenshot to me via email at soultravelerpodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at I am Jennifer Mitchell. You can double your chances to win if you want two entries. Simply tag me on your Instagram story post with the screenshot of your review for an extra shot at winning. Your reviews and support mean the world to me, and I can't wait to gift one of you with this incredible opportunity. So start reviewing, screenshotting, and tagging for your chance to win. The contest will be ending on the first week of October, right after my birthday. The winner will be randomly selected and announced. So good luck, and thank you for being part of this incredible journey. Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hello, fellow soul travelers, and welcome back to another incredible episode. I am your host, Jennifer Mitchell. Before we introduce today's guest, I'd like to take a moment to thank our listeners for their support. I've been so grateful for the positive reviews that you've left on Apple Podcast. Special shout out to MX Sandy 12 and Sean Allen for your support and feedback. Your name will be entered into the drawing to receive a complimentary quantum healing hypnosis session that I'm giving away at the first week in October. Your feedback means the world to me and it really helps me to continue creating content that you truly enjoy. Now, in today's episode, we are joined by my personal friend, the remarkable Lisa Milan. Lisa is a woman who has gone through not one, but two near-death experiences, which truly transformed her life in profound ways. She's now passionate about helping others live intentional lives and creating vibrant realities as a lifestyle design specialist. In our conversation, Lisa shares her story and insights on intentional living, self-care practices, and creating a lifestyle that is truly fun and extraordinary. So without further ado, let's embark on an immersive exploration of the quantum realms with Lisa Milan. Here we go. Hey, Lisa, I've really been looking forward to chatting with you today. You're one of my good personal friends, and you've gone through such a powerful transformation. I really can't wait for you to share your story with our listeners today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me here. Thanks, everyone. Yes, and if you could just start off by telling listeners a little bit about your origin story and what you do and how you became to be a lifestyle design specialist. Yeah, actually, my previous life, or I would say what I used to do, I've actually planned events for corporate and tech. So that's really like my background was with 
the corporate world, the tech world, I've managed events. And that comes with that would be like a lot of stress. What I've done was like work and what I wasn't really paying attention to was myself. I was overwhelmed. I was overworked and really busy. As I think like time had passed, what ended up happening was I kept on getting these like messages. One of the major things that happened was I got hit by a drunk driver. That to me was like a wake up call. It really made me pause and stop because I had to rest and really take care of myself because of what happened. And then soon after that, I would say maybe about like a year later, I had moved to Las Vegas and for some reason, I just kept on getting sick. And as time progressed and time had passed every month or each month, I just had, had gotten worse and to the point where I ended up going to the ER and it was really like a near-death experience. I felt like I was dying. I was like so weak. And, and that's when I realized when I was like in the hospital bed, I need to really make changes with my life. Whatever it is that wasn't working or things that I wasn't doing, I came to that realization because here I was laying in bed. You just really think about like your whole life when you're there. And soon after that, once I got out of the hospital, I started to go through my treatments. It made me realize how important it is to take care of yourself. I just went back and forth, seeing the doctors every week. I was pretty much like my life for a month, maybe like half a year. And I don't really like to take prescription pills or any of that. And so through that journey, what I did was I did a lot of research and I looked for other sources on how to take care of myself holistically and also through different modalities. That's another thing that I had discovered through doing that really working on myself, working with different coaches and guides. My spiritual journey also got stronger through that process. I was also referred to by one of my coaches to the Reiki master, Reiki practitioner who would really help with my healing. And so I did. That really helped tremendously through that process. And through that, you know, I decided that I was going to take Reiki and that's how we met. And then how we met. Yay. In our level one attunements. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I connected with you instantly. <laughs> yeah. And so through that, I self-healed myself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I learned through the process is like, it's so important to take the time to have that balance, to take care of yourself overall, like everything that I could deal with. So that was pretty much the journey of me waking up and really saying, I really want to help others who has gone through the same thing that I have. And me working so much was really my way of coping for not dealing with any of my past trauma or dealing with what really I need to like inside. But it was through that process that I healed, through that process that I released and through that process that I'd move forward. And, and really like what I tell everyone is that you really want to live your best life yeah. because it's one, it's like short and, and why not take the time to really design a life that you want so that you can like enjoy your life, right? While we're here. So that's how I started the process through that journey. And, and I want to guide others who are going through something so that they can live their best life. Thank you for sharing your beautiful journey. So, so it's an inspiring story of the importance of self-care. Now, one thing that you said that I'd really like to go back and touch on, because 
we both work with trauma in different ways and helping people to process trauma. But something mm-hmm. you said, and I've shared my story many times with listeners about how I was so stressed out and overworked. I find that people who have had trauma in their past tend to gravitate towards very high stress environments or high stress lifestyles. Through your Mm -hmm. work with your clients, do you tend to notice that pattern as well? Yeah. Usually when I talk to them and really dig deep and find out why are you always busy or why aren't you taking care of yourself? Just some of the questions that I ask and really like when getting to know them, I have noticed that there's always a deeper meaning behind why they do or why we do what we do. It's because someone isn't facing like a challenge or there they something had happened to them through past experience and again like it could be trauma or it could be even just a trigger or something really small that someone had said to them that really brought them to that to where they don't really want to face what's happening but then the longer that you wait then the longer that you keep it in then that's when you start to feel like that and then you end up gravitating towards like what you said, where you're in a high stressful environment, because now you're keeping yourself so busy that you don't have to think about like really what's going on. Yeah. And that's what I had found personally as well. When I first started to really expand on my spiritual journey and dig deep and start doing the work, I was mm-hmm. starting to pick up on the pattern night that I had just been in so much high stress positions. And why am I seeking these jobs out? And when <laughs> I started to dig deeper, it was linked to childhood trauma. And so Mm-hmm. That means that we don't realize the connection there. I'd like for you, if you could maybe walk us through like what it is that you do specifically. So like when a client comes to you, like what is that process like? Is it like a single session? Is it a program? Like what is it like to work with you? So first I pretty much like really figure out and find out what their goals are and how do you see like living your best life? How does that look like? And then they tell me what their dreams are, what their goals are. And then from there, I really ask them and find out like, why aren't you following that path? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you or why is it that you're not living your best life? And usually there's something that's holding them back. That could be a belief. It could really be think about like the reality of like what's happening to to my client or to that person during that moment or at that given time, there's usually something that's holding them back. And it goes back to maybe some past trauma. It could be something that's going on during that time. So it's really finding out, you know, what it is and then holding them accountable and giving them the steps and the strategy for them to really follow the path that they want. So I would say like it's customized per who it is that like I'm working with. That's the one-on-one sessions. And usually I would say like it'd be like an eight-week program. If they want it to extend or to become longer, then that's something that we can talk about. If I feel the need that they still need to do that, then I would do that. The second one that I also would be the group program where we would work in groups so that you have the community, you have the accountability from Mm -hmm. others, and you can also hear and share with other connections and other people who are there who either were going through that or maybe they can help them through the process. But we all do that together. And once we do that, one of the things that, again, I said my background was like with events, I really wanted to create like a retreat for those who become part of my community so that we can all do that for a few days. And that's more to come for that. And that's part of like what I'm planning too. 
Yay. I'd love to be a part of mm-hmm. that. And so if I'm hearing you correctly, so you start with like the big picture, like where do you want to be? Where are you going? And then you dial back and then you connect it to what needs to happen and what steps are actionable in order to achieve that masterpiece lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so transformative and life-changing. The work that you do is so inspiring. I love that about you. <laughs> you inspire yeah, me. And, you know, <laughs> it's really a practice and it's really think about like, it's a practice and it's a nurture. We have times when things are tough, but you really need to be like more aware of what's happening and the mind and what the thoughts are that are going through your head. And one of the things that I teach and guide them to in order to have like that balanced life and to live that life is mindset. Like that's one of the topics that we would talk about during our one-on-one session. So we're really touching that because that's really one of the things that's important. And then the second one is finding out how they can include the self-care and self-love in their daily practice. That's another thing that I do teach and that like guide them with. And one of the things that I always talk about is to really like have fun. One of the things that we're going to do to make this program fun is to incorporate that with my program, showing them and talking about brainstorming ideas of like, what are some of the fun things that you'd like to do in your life? And so in my workshop, I would like include some fun things to do. Maybe even like a night out, something that looks fun for you. So that's one thing that I know that I've seen that when you're so busy, you forget to have fun and really pause and do that. So that's like one of the things that I really wanted to talk about, especially like during the program. And I'd actually like to expand on that because I had a realization recently in fun and the ability to have fun directly correlates with trauma. And I didn't realize until my husband says, you never have like, can lighten up or have fun. It's like Mm -hmm. really reflecting on myself and asking myself, why is that? And then I started doing my own research and realizing that oftentimes as we go through things in the past or trauma, it really suppresses and shuts down that ability Mm -hmm. to just be able to have fun. And I'm I'm serious all the time. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm really working hard to be able to laugh and have fun and I really struggle with it. And this is something that's new to me. Like, I didn't even realize I was suppressing that. I was suppressing that. And it's directly linked to past experiences. So I love that you incorporate that into your program because oftentimes that's overlooked. For me, that was something new, a new realization that I hadn't even (laughs) thought about. So, yeah, thank you for highlighting that. Hazel Travelers, pardon the interruption, but I just have to tell you about quantum healing hypnosis because one session forever changed my life and now I'm living my purpose to help others just like you. I was so lost in my life and absolutely miserable in my career until I received the guidance needed from my higher self. Now I'm spreading awareness about the life-changing modality of quantum healing hypnosis. In one single session, we will spend the day journeying deep into your subconscious mind and unlock the hidden wisdom within. We'll revisit a past life, explore what your soul does between lifetimes. Your subconscious mind will scan your body, looking for health concerns and perform self-healing. They'll even connect directly to the Akashic records so that you can get your most important life questions answered. Quantum healing hypnosis is absolutely nothing like a traditional hypnosis session. And you know that everything is 100% legitimate because nothing is being filtered through a third-party practitioner 
and your higher self will never misguide you. Your session is audio recorded, so that you can listen back and play all of the advice that your higher self spoke to you under hypnosis. So if you're ready for personal growth and a positive change, then it's time to discover the essence of who you truly are. Book a session with me today at thesoulexperiences.com. Now back to the show. Earlier, you mentioned that throughout your spiritual journey that you tried so many different mentalities and practices and things. We met with Reiki. Like, What are some other practices or techniques or things that maybe you've done along the way that really helped you that you would maybe suggest or recommend to listeners out there? Yeah, one of the things that made me really realize that's so important is the food that you eat. That was an, another key factor on why I got sick because you just like eat what you eat, but then when you don't watch what you're eating, you may not feel it at the time, but I think like longer term, one day it'll just hit. And so I really learned that in order to reset your body and to go back to like how it was before is to really eliminate a lot of the bad food that we eat, right? And so that was one key factor to not just like my sickness, but I think even in my daily life, like I've noticed that when I changed the way that I eat and it's part of your lifestyle, like eating healthy, just being more like aware of what you're feeding yourself. That's another key. I know people say they'll have a cheat day, but I think it's like when you really want to have something or want to eat something that you want, then just do it. But just don't overdo it. That's a thing. The second one that I would say that really changed for me that's really important is your wellness. That's really important to me is I made sure that I got a massage at least once a month because it's still like your part of your body, right? You're taking care of your body and then going to wellness center to do my visits. So whatever that is to you that you feel that your body needs, like just listen to your body and your body will really tell you what is it that like that I need. So once you're more aware and listening to your body, then you'll know exactly like what to do. Yeah. And at one point that you made that I disagree with so much is you know, about the eating. It's important to, that we stop and observe ourselves and that we're more aware. I have this habit of like eating on autopilot. Like when I sit down, I just start eating and then I don't even think like I realize like how fast I'm doing it. And then before I know it, I'm I'm looking around, I'm like, where'd my food go? And (laughs) so I think like (laughs) stopping and pausing and taking the time to be more mindful rather than on autopilot and recognizing that. So I think a lot of people do that and aren't even conscious or aware of it. And self-care rituals and practices, they can look different for each of us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we align with what calls to us. And you said massage. I love massage. (laughs) Yeah. And Reiki, um, of course, too, is, is something that I really enjoy as well. I also have a daily practice. Um, this is another thing that I changed because I, I started this. And really, for me, I have my daily ritual and also my evening ritual before I go to sleep. One of the things that I do every morning as soon as I wake up, is first I do my meditation and the meditation that I do, even if it's like five to 10 minutes, it really has everything to do with gratitude. So I think about like what I'm thankful for, who I'm thankful for and what I'm thankful for in my life. 
So I've been doing that like on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I finish my meditation, then while I'm getting ready, I'm listening to a lot of like mindset, motivational teachings and listen to like some coaches and some of the influencers that I listen to that have a good mindset. I also like feed that in my mind. And I think like those two things are really important. Yeah. And I would agree with gratitude. Gratitude is one thing that shifted my life. Mm-hmm. There's this thing called the five minute journal. I'm not sure if you have heard of it or aware of it, but it's basically a gratitude journal. And this one journal like really just shifted everything for me. It starts with perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And so in the five minute journal, there's two pages for every day. The left side of the journal is when you wake up, you write three things that you're thankful for. So I'm thankful I woke up today or I'm thankful for my family, my dogs, my house, like whatever. No matter how big or small it is, it starts to slowly shift the mindset, right? Towards a positive attitude. And then at the end of the day, you write on the right side of the page, three good things that happened that day and Mm -hmm. nothing too small. And so day over day, this journal starts to slowly shift your entire perspective. And my whole life really changed with this five-minute journal. (laughs) Yeah, gratitude is something that's so important. Yeah, I noticed that too. I'm actually doing this gratitude challenge right now. And it's the 23rd day. So it's for 23 days now, every day, I'm stop and pause and and do the gratitude. So that's another, I would say, part of my journey. Like when I say we're talking about modalities, not just like Reiki, but that reminded me that part of that gratitude and some of what I listen to on a daily basis would be the sound bowls. So sound bath therapy, I love because that is another modality that really helped me through the healing with the Reiki. And since I've been listening to to it like every day, I feel like I'm more calmer now when there's like chaos and things that are happening that's really stressful. I'm like, I'm catching myself to where I can feel that I'm not as stressed out anymore as I was before. I feel more calm when I'm like dealing things. And I really think that it really gives you the clarity to like slow down and 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 I feel more peaceful (laughs) when I do that. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing those tips with listeners because it's all about making small and subtle changes to really achieve that bigger picture in life and to create that masterpiece lifestyle that we're all that we're all seeking and to, you know stepping mm-hmm. into purpose. I'd like to ask you because one thing that for me that was a big shift in my life was transitioning from corporate life Mm -hmm. and nine to five society to more of an entrepreneurial role, more holistic where I can do the work that I'm doing. And it's, and so what along the way for you was like the most challenging and shifting? What tips and advice do you have for anybody who wants to step into more of a spiritual line of practice? What would you advice would you give them? Um, I would say that to like listen to that message or that calling, um, if you want to really step into that practice, then you can slowly do it like one step at a time. Um, you may still be like working a job um, and still doing that. But I think that there's that transition period where when you know and you feel it that you're ready, then it'll happen. 
I, again, like I would base it on like my experience where I, when I had gotten sick, I went back to work. I went back to working a job and I just felt like working a job. I don't feel like there's much of a purpose in my end. And it really resonated with me to make that change that I actually want to work for myself. And I want to like take the steps to really move towards like how I can have more of a purpose. And really just if I watched like so many different people who they were doing something else before, but then they transitioned into doing that. And just really listening to and following some of like what they do. And I do a lot of like reading and research, but don't give up. That's the thing is there are times when it may be like hard, but you don't know what you're doing or you're so new to this. And there's that uncertainty to where like, okay, well, am I going to be able to make it? Just remember that as long as you're following your heart and you know that there's a bigger picture with what you're doing, then that would really be what's going to keep you going with if this is really what you wanted to do. And I would definitely agree with that. It's important to your point to have that transition plan, right? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. it just can't happen overnight. And I would suspect that there's Mm -hmm. a lot of listeners out there who are in that position that I was in and that you were in and they know that they're not living their purpose and they're maybe feeling unfulfilled and they want to transition. And so it starts with having the plan, gradual mm-hmm. tapering, and there's resources and tools out there. Maybe you can spread out your PTO and take an extra day off every week or if your company's flexible like that to try to slowly transition into taking maybe one client a week or something. But don't give mm-hmm. up to your point. It's about once you recognize and you realize your purpose, it's about how do I transition into that purpose full time. And so it's important that we keep going and keep our eye on the bigger pick why we're here. What is next for you? What are you working on next? Like big projects or anything? What do you see yourself doing next? Yeah, so I'm going to be launching my program soon. And I'm excited to really like even for the listeners here who would like to be part of my program or want to learn more about it. I encourage you to get in touch and just for being here and part of like Jen's community, I'm going to give her a code so that you give, you can, you can give that to me when you do talk to me and I will offer you like a discount from, from my program. And the next thing that I'm working on in a few months, I'm actually going to be speaking in Paris, France in November. (laughs) Yeah. At a women's conference. And no, I'm like, I'm really excited, like not only because I'm going to Paris, but like also I get to speak in front of hundreds of women and really connect with them and talk to them about my story and how they too can live like their best life. Yeah, that's amazing. And that just shows the power of manifestation because we were talking about that months ago, doing more public speaking and here you are, Mm -hmm. had a few engagements. And so you're living your masterpiece life. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited about it. I never thought that I'm going to be speaking on stage even before because I was in fear of and nervous of talking in front of hundreds of people. And I remember even telling my coach, I don't think I'm going to be speaking like this is not my thing to do. But now that now like thinking about it, like during that time, I was really in fear. I was Scared. I still had some things that I needed to work on and why there was a fear. But, you know, what I've learned again, like from my coach was that if you are 
doing this and it's coming from your heart and what's going to like help others, then all that nervousness like goes away. Then you could just be excited instead. That's so true. And fear is truly what holds so many people back. And so it's important to recognize and conquer the fears. If you're feeling resistance, that's because that's actually what you're supposed to do. <laughs> it's interesting yeah. that is, but you know, where we feel the most resistance is where the most growth is going to happen. And mm-hmm. if you can just share your social media pages, where can people find you online, Lisa? Yeah. So when you go on Instagram or even on Facebook, they can look for me under Lisa Milan and, and, or like when you do a search, it's I, the I am Lisa Milan. So it's I am Lisa Milan and I'll share my links and social media links to you as well. Beautiful. Yes. I will make sure to include all of your links in the listener notes as well as a link to the book that you wrote because you are a published author as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just can't wait for your program to launch. And I'm so excited to find out about how your speaking event is going to be in November, but we'll, yeah, we'll really? definitely catch up again. And I'd love to have you back on the show anytime. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum healing hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.